This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from on the road, the Knapsack Files is on the road here on location in Beverly Hills, California. I'm your host, Ken Knapsack, and we're here for a classic edition of the Knapsack Files. What that means is, of course, if you're newer to the feed, is this is what, what started the feed was the Knapsack Files interviews, and it was just its own show. It's grown into a feed with other shows like Alicia Malone's Film School and the new show Three Things. Uh, but now uh, this is a classic interview because I have found someone uh, who's recently entered my life, and I find him to be a fascinating and ge- one of the most genuinely nice people, which is a curse in this town, but uh, he is a, a producer, a director, uh, he is a stock uh, photography model, he is all these things, <laughs> oh, he's God. also a well-known, uh, he's a man about town, he's got some great friends. Anyways, Jawan Guillory, yeah. how are you doing? I'm good, man, I'm good, it's been a lot of fun today. You feel good being on this show? You have no idea what you're getting into. You just sat down in a chair and I turned on a microphone and we're going. But I trust you, Ken, you know, that you got the trustworthy face. We, oh, man. Even with the gray in the beard, yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. We uh, we just are getting to know each other, and sometimes on the Knapsack Files, I bring on people that I uh, that I've known for twenty years, and other times you know, five years, and I got history. You have known inside two months, inside two months, that's inside right. two months. We're we're here working together over at Screen Junkies and Defy Media, and uh, one of our big bosses came to me one day and said, "Hey, man, I know you need help." I was like, I need help. I need help. And he's like, I got this guy. His name's Juwan. And I said, he, he looks like a good fellow. You got a, you got a winning smile. You got, you got all these things going for you. And you're a producer extraordinaire. But you've, you've done a lot more in your life. You're also a married father of one. I am. And and the listeners of longtime listeners listeners of my show know that that will fascinate me because I can't comprehend being married or having a child. <laughs> So there's a lot of that stuff, and you also uh, you were you're you're from Texas, right? I am born and raised in Texas, uh, born in Galveston, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, which now is famous for being a place where uh, a killer hid out. Have you, have you seen the Jinx? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> have you seen the Jinx? Did you know at the time? Was he hiding when you were there? Uh, no, he was hiding after I went to college. So I think he was hiding way more recently than oh, you know man. than you would think. Uh, but yeah, in, in the in the documentary The Jinx on HBO, yeah. they're like, there's this town. And where the, the interstate goes down to mile zero, where people go to, to be forgotten or something like that. I'm like, no, I grew up there. <laughs> it's not a place to be forgotten. And uh, that's uh, southern Texas, right? That is that is the southern uh, part of Texas. It's right there on the coast. It's a little island called Galveston. Gotcha. Yeah, we get the brunt of a lot of hurricanes. and. Uh, so you spend a lot of time in Houston, yeah. and of course, and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And how? Uh, what uh, what's it really like being born, raised? and grown in Texas. We, I, we from the outside have a view, and sometimes it's a very bad view, but 
what's it like on the inside? You know, I was really fortunate because, mm-hmm. like I said, I was born and raised in Galveston, Texas. Galveston happens to be uh, about 60,000 people, and it's a really diverse town. So actually, mm-hmm. I grew up around a lot of diversity and people who are used to diversity. So gotcha. I, didn't, I didn't run into a lot of the, uh, the negative stereotypes about Texas until, uh, you know, when I got into college, you mm-hmm. know, getting outside of the major cities, you know, going off with friends, you kind of start to see some things that kind of are true. Sure, <laughs> sure. fit into that stereotype. But, uh, you know, I had a fortunate, I was fortunate to live in Galveston, Houston, and then Austin, Texas, which is probably the coolest city in oh, Texas. I hear so. I've never been to Austin. Oh, it's great. But it's, it is what it is. Huh? It is it absolutely is. the coolest city and best city in Texas. For what sure. makes it the best city? Is it the food, the music, the vibe? What is it? Austin actually has all of that. So Austin has a really educated population. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has great food. <laughs> is, that the, is that the big the deciding well, difference? No, no, when you look at cities like San Francisco, Seattle, you know, these, right, are, these right. are places where people, you know, they go to, they go to college. They're well-read. Yeah, they're well-read. They're, they're cultured a bit. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, no, it's, it's got great food. There's great barbecue. There's a, there's a lot of music history mm-hmm. in Austin. Some great musicians have come through that town. Oh, yeah. Austin, uh, Austin City Limits. Or what, Austin City Limits yeah. is great. South by Southwest is is one of my favorite music festivals. Right, uh, it's fantastic. I've had a lot of fun at those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to University of Texas. University of Texas is a great, big, fun, loud school. <laughs> you a partier? Were you a partier? I, you I don't was. S- yeah, you don't seem like one now, but you also don't seem to me like you ever were a partier. But I'm oh, picking up on the fact that you were. I'm a big mixed bag. So yeah, I, yeah, I went to University of Texas. I was uh, I, I pledged fraternity and I was a, I was a partier. But then uh, you know, at a certain point in college, I actually decided, you know what, I. I really want to live. I want to be a good person. I want to live. I want to be responsible. Wait, wait, wait. Was there something that made you think that? Was there something specific? You woke up on the morning of a in a jail cell or in a floor where you didn't want to be, and were like, "I need to be a good person." No, I actually a friend of mine. This is honestly got a true story. It's going to sound really cliche, but this is true. Yeah. A friend of mine invited me to go to church with her. I went. Okay. I was in a church service, and I was like, "I I want to I want to help people. I want to yeah. be a good person. I want to, you know, live a life." Meaning, you know, and so then I got into digital media. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, no, I actually switched my major. I was, you know, I switched my major to religious studies. I got really serious. Okay. I studied uh, Christianity, Islam, uh-huh. Judaism, existentialism. I, you know, all oh, that because you have to. Again, degree. being well wound, yeah. well rounded. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in college, and my degree is religious studies, and then uh, so I went and uh, I, I finished the University of Texas and went and did a, a, a missionary program out in Fuller, uh, um, in Pasadena, Fuller Theology. Fuller yeah, my my writing seminar. partner Matt Key was out there. That's why he no came way. to California to go to Fuller. Oh well, yeah. Oh, really? That's and then awesome. he then he left it to go be a dirty scoundrelly comedian, but and sketch writer. Um, wow. Okay. See, yeah. I'm learning things already yeah. about you. Yeah, yeah. So right. I was doing... look, I was raised in the church too. So there seems to be that's maybe some little bit of connection. Yeah. We, we've studied the basics. Well, the, but that partier is, is in that, the marrow of my bones. Yeah, I like, understand. Yeah, you. Okay, I'm seeing a glint in your yeah. eye now. Yeah. What's some of your craziest things you've had to repent for? Oh my gosh. Let's see. You know what? What's funny is I'm that guy. You ever see? You, you know, you watch the Karate Kid, right? Absolutely. I have movie, seen that movie, There's yeah. Johnny, right? Who's yeah. like leader of the pack. I wasn't Johnny. I was like the guy who didn't. Who was? Who was kind of watching it all happen? Yeah. But I never stepped. I never really put my my foot in there. You know what I mean? I never. Gotcha. I just kind of like tested the water, but I never jumped in. So I kind of mm. I kind of avoided That's a lot of. a good of, way of uh, living life, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you, it's like going to a basketball game. You can watch the game and enjoy it. But Having fun, but not not in the mix of the danger. You're on the exactly. outskirts. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was kind of still afraid of my parents, and like you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to disappoint them. So I kind of. That's out. a key yeah. thing when you when you raised like when you're a good kid growing up. You know, I still don't want to disappoint my parents. Right. And maybe that goes too deep sometimes. <laughs> right. Maybe I should disappoint them a little bit. I don't know. But you're 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 generally a good kid. So even though you were wild and crazy at times, it seems right. like you even back in your early days of your youth, you probably were a good kid. Like I'm the guy who, who will go to the party with you, but at the end of the night, I'm probably also the guy who's gonna drive you back home. I get that vibe from you. Yeah. You're a go-to kind of stand-up guy here. You're kind of, a, as a producer, you, everyone's like, uh, who worked with you on that project that uh, we ch- shan't mention uh, last week, uh, um, the, uh, the the project that uh, caused some YouTube controversy, everyone, everyone <laughs> always said, um, everyone came back, my friend Mark Ellis was like, man, that guy, that Juwan guy, stand-up guy. That's oh, a good yeah, thanks, dude. Mark. Yeah. He, he really impressed by you. So, uh, what point? Uh, how do you get from religious studies to right. producing and doing some directing and some writing and, and, yeah. and digital media? How do you? How does that transition? Well, like happen? I told you, man, that party guy's still down there in the in the, in the marrow of my bones. So yeah. I got back from uh, got back to Texas and I was hanging out with my buddies. Went to a bar. We're hanging yeah. out at the bar and my a buddy of mine from college was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I was like, oh, "I just got back from seminary doing some missions work." He's like, "Hey, I'm getting ready to go out and, and work on this television show." Uh, they're hmm. gonna film here here in Austin. You should come. They need they need a black quarterback. This is what he tells me. <laughs> okay. This is what he does. Like it's about football. You played some sports. You played rugby in college, man. Come out here and, and mm-hmm. play some football. I was like, all right, okay. You, you got a little extra pigment in your skin, so right, you, you're, right, you're yeah. check, check, check. You check, got all check, these check. things. I can do this. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. So uh, his name was Chad. Chad Stevens. He was a tight end for University of Texas. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, I'm dating this, the stunt coordinator's daughter. Come on out and do the thing. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I go out there and it's like a full on like. NFL combine at this right, football field. Right. I mean, I'm running a 40 yard dash, doing shuttle drill, doing passenger drill, whatever. So, um, so they ended up casting the actor. They, I was out there to be a double. So okay. we had all gone out there to be doubles for these actors that they would cast, and we would do the football action. Yeah, uh, and which was Friday Night Lights on NBC. Great show, fun. Show. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so they ended up casting a guy who's much darker than me, okay. skin, skin tone wise. Yeah. So another guy ended up being his double, but I hit it off with a lot of folks. So they were like, "Hey, do you want to stick around and just work on our show? You know, this little show called Friday Night Lights, and maybe one day we'll be something." Yeah. <laughs> but the, you know, you got yeah. Minka Kelly, Scott Porter, Peter Berg. Well, did remember, Peter none of those people were were known no. at that time. Did he just do the movie or the TV show? He did both. Okay, 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 he did did both. Okay, good. good. And, uh, you know, Pete was well known, but no one, like Scott and Minka and Taylor, all those folks, they weren't known at that time. Okay. I mean, Kyle Chandler might have been the biggest the name. The biggest guy, yeah. yeah. And for me, it was like, oh, that's the guy from King Kong. Exactly. Yeah, right. King Kong. And he had and Connie sh- Britton, who were from Brothers McMullen. That's right. Yeah. And she'd also been in Spin City. You remember Spin yes, City? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, we, no one knew if this was going to be a big hit or not or anything like that, but we were just out there having fun because we were all Texas folk and we were just doing sure. our thing, you know? Uh, and that became a life-changing experience. It was just so much fun. I had mm. so much fun on that show. I met so many people and became really good friends with a lot of them. You know, yeah. to this day, or some of my best friends uh, are from that show, and uh, I was like, I want to do this forever. What about it was what connected to? I get the fun, I get that, but what specific day to day on the set and the set life? What about it? It is was it the creative process. What is it? It was. It's a combination of the creative process uh, because Friday Night Lights was very. Um, it was. Um, 
it was very creative, but it was also done by a lot by committee. I mean, it was there wasn't a lot of planning. It was just like mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. happens when you go out there. A lot of it was unscripted. You know, there was there was a great script. Jason right. Kadams was a did a great job as a showrunner on that show. Uh, but the actors were given a lot of freedom, and also the people around, all the extras, all the background, uh, had a lot of freedom to be involved in any scene. You know, it was kind of like do whatever's natural. Mm. So we all took a real ownership of that show. I mean, you talk to someone who was a background, a parent, or something like that in that show. Right. They, right. They'll be like, that's my show because they were in every fundraising scene, in every right. pep rally, in every football game. So anyway, uh, there's a huge sense of community. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, there weren't a lot of like the divisions that you see if you come work in Hollywood. You know, right. okay, you folks sit over there. All the stars are going to be over yeah, there. Yeah, extras over there, crew over there. Crew over there. Don't look that know, person in the eyes. Executives over there, producers, yeah. don't talk to them. You know, yeah. whatever. Don't talk to Minka Kelly. No. I get was, that all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It, there was none of that. Right. Everyone sat together. Everyone ate together. Everyone hung out together. After you, you know, you'd finish a show, you could go up to Scott or Guys mm-hmm. or Zach or whatever and be like, hey, what are you doing after this? You know, and like right. go hang out. And we did that all the time. Mm. Um, so, um, you you know, that was my first experience in television. So I figured every experience is going to be like this. Oh, uh, so this kind of maybe set you up for some bad. But I, bad to be honest, I've been really on. fortunate, man. Well, I, maybe, but maybe you create your own fortune there. Well, maybe around so. you is a, is an orbit of happiness. This could be, Ken. Yeah. You, you will know soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out. I'm trying to get to. Yeah. I've met some of your friends, particularly yeah. recently. Yeah. And these yeah. are. Good friends to have is all I'll say as a single man. Yeah. Um, but uh, most fun thing though yeah. was was being uh, Pete Berg's assistant. Okay, yeah, I was going to get into that. That's a good point to get into it. So, so Peter Berg, who I knew as an actor from Chicago Hope, yeah, suddenly gets into directing and got into directing on Chicago Hope, right? right. And turns into uh, what is a pretty well-known movie director. Now, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, well, what was the first one? He, uh, the the Bachelor Party gone? Oh yeah, I... that was uh, a very bad thing. Very bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. How did that how did that come about? Well, uh, in between seasons of Friday Night Lights, I had an opportunity to go be a producer on a show, uh, a talk show, a mm-hmm. daytime uh, show for Fox uh, called Christina's okay. Court, and um, that season uh, episode worked on with some folks won an Emmy. So oh. I got awarded an Emmy from. I've uh, seen your yeah. Emmy in your Facebook pictures. Yeah, should I take very it down? impressive. Is that- no, no, very impressive. You should keep it up. If okay. I had an Emmy, I'd wear it around my neck like Tracy Jordan on Thirty Rock. That, yeah, exactly. Right. You, yeah. You wanna, yeah. I try. I try to find the balance. Like I didn't right. want to like you know show it off. So I don't, I don't actually have any pictures holding it or like touting yeah, it around. It's but just I, there. there. It's there on a desk with a picture of my mother, my grandmother, and my uh, my wife and my father-in-law. It's perfect. That's yeah. grounded. That kind of seems like you. You're, 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 you got something good and some flash. You got some party in your marrow and you got an Emmy, but you're going to put pictures up of your relatives. There you go. Yeah, it's all on the same table. It's balance, man. It's balance. <laughs> It's balanced. So, so, so you go from that to to working with with Peter directly, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I came back to the to the series, and uh, the production manager at the time was like, "Hey, would you like to uh, assist Pete and you know be kind of the man on the ground here in Austin with him?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Absolutely, of course." You know. Yeah. So uh, I, I met up with Pete and uh, hit it off right away, and he was awesome. He was one of the most fun people I've ever had the opportunity to work for. Seems like he seems intense. He is intense. He's intense. Yeah. Kind of an East Coast intensity. Yeah, or, yeah absolutely. Okay. Seems intense, uh, but like that's why I actually always stood out to me on Chicago Hope. And you're playing opposite Mandy Patinkin, who's probably one of the most intense actors in Hollywood, right. on and off camera. Right. But Berg just kind of had this kind of simmering intensity to him. So I always, in my mind, he's always that guy. Yeah. But oh, but, he's that guy. He's he's a man's man. 
man's man. He's I a like man's that. man. Yeah. You know, and I, I just really respect him a lot, and I wanted to make him proud, and I wanted to do a good job, and I did mm-hmm. all those things, you know, to the best of my ability. We really hit it off, and it was a blast. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that how, so from that, how do you get out to Hollywood? How, how does that, when you make a, like, I'm going to make the big jump, the big leap, or you know, that was a, that was a piece of advice Pete gave me. He was like, you want to do this, you want to keep doing it, you want to do it for real, man, you're going to have to move. I was like, yeah. really? He's like, yeah. He's like, you need to, you have to come to L.A. Is that still viable nowadays in this in this day and age of Hollywood? That look, you could uh, set up your own shop in in Minnesota in, in your basement. And you could become a YouTube star. But but if you want to get to this certain level, and generally look, TV and film production has been waning in and around Los Angeles. We know that. But like as screenwriters, I always say, you sure. you you would need to get here. You need to be here. Do you feel that's still viable today, or doing it now? If you were in that position, would you have come over, or would you have stayed in Austin? I would have come over i mean i think if i you know people will always tell you there's no rules to this business right there's 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 no rules it's gorilla you can become you know successful any possible way you can conceive of because it can just happen you know um but if you know if there is a more traditional way i would say it would be definitely to be in new york or la and it seems like la is a maybe an easier place to be than new york um as far as yeah. like you know just the city itself maybe yeah um, and it's just generally still associated with with the filming so you decide what age were you just at when you decided to come out here i think i was 20 oh god well how old was i that was 2010 so i'm it must have been like i was 29 when i moved out here okay but yeah. late somewhat late in the game but still yeah, young enough but i started also, late in the game but yeah you also had some credits that's the thing too is is, is you would you know, work in friday night lights and your pete burke's assistant so you've got some stuff under your uh, on your resume and under your belt yeah i did it was all you know it was all very it wasn't like a straight path i had a very like you know i was all over sure. the place and i still i feel like today it's still kind of all over the place because yeah. i'm here now here i am in defy media you know we're doing like digital content right. which is a you, complete departure from what was you go before. from working some with someone as good as as pete Berg and and Scott Porter and, and as gorgeous as Minka Kelly. Now you have to share an office with me, which is awesome. It just <laughs> keeps a, getting better and better. <laughs> what a journey your life is taking, great, my man. friend. It all it all tie, it all tie back. Together. Take me through the moment of that you decide. Were you were you married at the time when you decided to move? Okay, was, and we'll yeah. get into your your marriage uh, as much as you allow me to. Here. Oh, go um, get all the way in there. But um, w- take me through the moment of deciding to take that leap. You know what? It was scary, actually. It was really scary because at the time, there was a season left of Friday Night Lights to do in Austin. So there was season five coming up, and I could have gone back and just worked uh, Friday Night Lights um, in in Austin, Texas. And I was uh, was here in Los Angeles, and um, I had gotten a job. Uh, I can't remember what show it was at this point. I mm. can't even tell you what show I was working on at the time. But it, it ended. Like, I just was working on the run of the show, and it, that season had ended. So now I had to find, like, my next job. And uh, um, I had an opportunity to go back and do that. And I... Honest to God, I, I had to sit there and think about, like, what do I want? And I was kind of scared of earthquakes. <laughs> and I was like, do I really want to live here? My wife was back there, and I wasn't sure about you know, uprooting her and that whole thing. And she's local to lo- local to Austin, right? She's she local. That's her hometown, kind of born, born and raised, raised in that town, lived with okay. her mom, all that whole thing. And truth truth of the story is I had – that's one of those moments. You get down on your knees, man, and yeah. you, you break out the good book, and you're like, God, what do you want me to do? You okay. know, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, kind of yeah. And uh, and I did that, you know, and I got – got up from there and i and i and i felt 
you know, 100% that I didn't. Now, look, I'm not a person who's going to tell you that I heard an audible voice from God. I heard angels, you know, yeah, sing. Yeah, the choir you know, came down yeah, and said, go to California. But what I did feel was I wasn't scared about it anymore. Right. If it, if it's kind of it's your place to be, yeah. it'll, it'll be there. I wasn't nervous about it. I wasn't scared about it anymore. Yeah. So I, had, I got up from there with the confidence to stay. Right. And so... Um, so I stayed, and mm-hmm. it was the best decision I think I've ever made. You're taking that leap, and it's, yeah. that's, life is about leaps and overcoming fear and facing fears yeah. and, and no guts, no glory, and all those kind of wonderful catchphrases Absolutely. you can put on a bumper sticker, but yeah. that is really what it is about. Yeah. yeah, So that's a big moment. Yeah, and Pete allowed me to come over to Film 44 and work over there, and mm-hmm. oh, my God, my Texas accent is coming out. Did you hear that? <laughs> oh. I try to hide that thing. Heard it just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So you come out here. Do you hit the ground running? You, you got a job already. But, yeah. but you, even if you have one, you got to maintain it. So you clearly yeah, have yeah. a work ethic if people like working with you. Yeah. 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 Where does that work ethic come from? Is that a blue-collar Texas work ethic? Might be. My dad was a union guy, longshoreman, mm-hmm. worked. You know uh, You know what longshoreman is? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Some people don't. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I always associate it with like an East Coast thing, a, yeah. New, York, a New York longshoreman down at yeah, the Yeah, he's a hard worker, you know. Yeah. My dad. I was when I say my dad, I mean my granddad. I was raised oh, okay. by my grandparents, so it was my grandfather. Um, big blue truck, Chevy truck, and wore right. wore uh, what do we call those things? They're like the one zip up. Overalls? Not Co- overalls? Coveralls? Coveralls? Is that what you call it? More yeah, of a, like, like a jumpsuit? Yeah, like a jumpsuit thing. He wore like a he blue just wore one. it all the time? All the time. <laughs> and so, but he, you know, he was a worker. He worked. Mom stayed at home and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I, you know, I you know, I grew up in Texas, and that was the kind of thing. You, you're A man works, provides right. for his family. Right. You know, that's right. just like it's in your bones. You're it's just it's like, there. You, it's in there. So, you know. I knew that I never wanted the excuse for for why I didn't achieve something or didn't accomplish something was was because I was lazy. Right. So I was like, if it's a matter of working harder, yeah. then I'll work harder. You yeah. Know? Uh, and also, you know, making sure you're doing stuff that you're proud of. So I, I try to make sure that I'm never lazy, and I mm-hmm. try to make sure that I can be proud of the work that I've done at the end of every day. Well, what I've noticed in the short time I've worked with you here is uh, you were generally one of the first people I see in the office every morning, and you're generally one of the last people I see in the office. <laughs> That's just because actually and I like even, being here, which is well, true. Well, this is I a fun like, atmosphere. This, this is, is a great, great place. Job. I mean, la- come on. Last night at the time we are recording this on a Tuesday, uh, last night, my job was to stay late and cover the Star Wars trailer. Like, come on. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're right. It's fun to see here. But still, you know, you are uh, – give yourself the credit there. You're one of the first faces I see, yeah, and you're one of the last faces I see. And, and, that, and that clearly speaks to your work ethic. Uh, if you're, so if you're well, out you there know, taking notes – Well, I was going to say, if, you know, if you like what you do, it won't mm-hmm. be that hard right. to work hard. Right. You'll love it. But even if, and then too, one of the lessons I like saying, even if you're digging ditches, be, be the best ditch oh, diggers, absolutely. as you always sure. hear that saying. And, and I imagine you would do that too. I imagine if you lost all that, what is going on right now, and you had to go take a shift to Taco Bell, you'd, you'd be running the best shift to Taco oh, yeah. Bell. There was a time I thought about, you know, switching careers. I thought about being a cop. Look, perfect. Most of my most of my close friends <laughs> are true. cops, and I can tell you really? some. Yeah. Some of them have great, amazing work ethics. Uh, some yeah, not, so not so much. So much. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to go. I want to jump at this point, Juan, to sure. uh, to your marriage. Sure, you're a happily married man. Yeah, I see the ring. I got proudly. really lucky. You got really lucky. Got really you, got, lucky. you got really lucky. But but uh, again, maybe you create your own fortune. But you had an in- interesting story uh, uh, that I was hearing that I, I want to get into a little bit. Yeah. I- interesting in the sense of it. it um, 
You went from, uh, dare I say, the friend zone to the marriage zone. I did. I did. I transitioned. Take me through that. Tell me. Write it down so I can take notes and do it myself. How does this work? You know, it's you know, it's all about what you're looking for, Ken. This is this okay. is okay. So, you know, in my younger days when I was in college, right? Wild stories. I'm hearing yeah, some that's stuff. Some here, wild yeah. stories. But uh, you know, I was you know, I think with a lot of guys my age and where I come from, you look for the most beautiful girl you can find. Sure. You know, you're young. You're you're like yeah. 19, 18, base level 20. Attraction. Base level. Base attraction. Like, mm. I'm I'm lucky if I can find the hottest girl in the room, right? Okay. If I yeah. can bag that, that's the kind of thing that you know, a lot of guys my age were looking at when 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 we were running around. Right. Uh, and then at some point, I had it was really weird. I had this thought about high school, and mm. I thought about all the people who are now. I'm talking about I'm after college now. I was thinking about high school. Some of the people who I noticed were were really good people that I didn't get to know very much in high school that I got to know after the fact. And I was like, mm. you know, in high school, I was so concerned with surface level, silly high sure. school things, popularity and stuff like that, that I let a lot of awesome people go by like I, that weren't in my life. That could have been. You That's know? deep. That's deep. This, this is a young man like yourself to be this thinking that. This is a that. true story. I, I was thinking about that and I was like, you know what? I'm never going to let that happen again. I'm never right. going to let the flash, you know, that kind of stuff cover up and, and be mm. distracted by that i'm gonna look for genuine people and i want those mm. people in my life so uh this was in my early 20s and then so um so i made that commitment and i made some really good friends and one of those friends ended up being my wife Deidre. Mm -hmm. so uh um i decided at one point you know that when i do get married what i wanted was a woman that i really looked up to like put on a pedestal and like you know to look, be proud that that's the mother of my kids you know that my right. kids could be proud of yeah and um so and know, i like that phrasing by the way you look up to like admire admire and, and respect yeah. and, and that's and, what yeah. i want i wasn't looking for looks so much mm -hmm. i was you know definitely want to be attractive and my I, sure like yeah, I said i got really lucky that my wife is also like I, I, i've seen attractive. i've seen your facebook page she's a pretty lady she's you a pretty it. lady good job so, you. good job you sir. um so yeah um but that was in, in the back of my head priority was like a woman that i really admire it was like that's you know because mm -hmm. you know your wife is she's gonna be your life partner that's the person down sure. in the trenches with you right yeah like when stuff goes south i mean that's the person you really gotta that's, like, that's go your foxhole buddy right? yeah yeah exactly and who, who knows what's gonna happen by the before you get out of this place right, right. you got all kinds of things that tragedy that can come across your Certainly. plate so i wanted that um and anyway i made some great friends and then uh deidre was one of those friends and we you know i started to notice you know that like gosh out of all the girls i talk to and hang out with i never get tired of talking to deidre i always want to keep talking to her Ding! i'm making these little checks yeah Ding! so i'm like how you know that's, that's good like yeah. i never get tired of this girl right. this is awesome right you know? every time we were at a party or every time we we're hanging out with friends and she would leave i'd be like oh i wish she would hang out or right. I'd rather leave this whole party and just hang out with her. So when that started to happen... The world I, fades away. Yeah, yeah. So that started to happen, and I kind of mentioned it to a friend. I was like, you know what? I think, you know, Deidre, you know, my feelings for her might be beyond just friendship. So anyway, I, you know, I realized that. I embraced that. And then one day, uh, I decided I'm just going to see if she's open to it. I'm going to just see if she's wow. open to letting... Now, mind, let me stop you there for a second there. Then when you have this real, realization, then... To hold her hand. Um, how long? How long had you been friends? Five years. Get out of here! Half a decade. Half a decade. Half a decade of friendship. Five yeah. years. Five of years. Our friendship. Zone. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And where did you met her? You you were younger. You said mid twenties. She was younger. Yeah, she was she was younger. She was in her early twenties. Uh, okay. Well, we met actually. Mm-hmm. I was probably like twenty years old, and she was like seventeen. Scandalous. We, yeah, we were going to the same church. So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but I, she was like a kid to me, even though we're only three years apart. I was in sure. college. She was in high, high school, school, so she was like a kid. You know. Absolutely. I, I, as it should be. As it should be. <laughs> so then, you know, she comes to college. And then we started to be more like peers. By the end of that five years, we were like peers. Gotcha. Know? And then I had those realizations. And I said, you know what? I, You know, she's a really intelligent girl. I value our... her. Our, our friendship I think you know It's safe to go ahead And just ask her If she'd be open To us going on wow. a date But five years in Juwan This isn't like A couple months This isn't a year Five years That's a pretty set pattern Of friendship And again You probably just Realized she was An attractive woman I get that But there's this stuff Is growing in you And and, and at, at, at the five year mark There's a lot of friendship To risk losing that's what you always hear. We joke about yeah. friend zone. That's a that, that can be an d- insulting term, really, uh, for women. But it can be. It's a very misinterpreted and very dangerous word. Yeah. But but I'm just using it in general here. Five years of friendship, being locked in someone and having a rapport as friends. That's a lot to lose if it goes if wrong. If it goes wrong, right? So once again, you're taking a leap. I did take a leap, and I was nervous. So the truth of the matter is, I mm. planned to ask her earlier in the night because mm. we were hanging out with friends. And we were going to try yes. to break off, right? But I got cold feet. <laughs> I got cold feet. Cold, sweat, and yeah. chills. I got cold feet. I did get nervous. I got cold feet. She loves telling this part of the story. So mm. then I... Uh, Let's I, bring her in. Yeah, I know, I know right? Uh, so I got cold feet. I played. I danced around it a lot. I didn't even, like, I didn't say... You hammering and stammering? I just didn't pull... I couldn't pull the trigger. Taking a shot or two? Yeah. Ordering so, some extra tequila? Oh, God, no. Was, and then so I... Um, her car, we had broken off to go get some food. Right. And I was like, this is the time. Again, danced around it. Got scared. Got nervous. Driving her back to her car, I was like, I gotta just pull the trigger, like rip the bandaid off, to make it, it happen. Gotta do it. So I just told her, I said, Hey, listen, Deidre, I really value our friendship, and like I really enjoy <laughs> spending time with you. <laughs> this is I'm so- sorry. I'm sorry. Every one of my f- friends, uh, male friends, who gives me advice to maybe uh, uh, transition fr- female yeah. friendships, are like, Whatever you do, don't say something like I value our friendship. You're dead in the water. That's yeah, what. Yeah, you was know, your opening line, huh? With the right woman, man, who's really yeah, a friend, right. she's not gonna judge you right you know if you've known a girl for five years she's really your friend she's not gonna judge you for something like that sure so you know i told her that and i said value our friendship i value our friendship i really enjoy spending time with you would you be open to me taking you out on a date Mm. Mm. wow i'm getting nervous hearing this story and i know how it ends and she was just like you really want to and i was like yeah she's like you you really want to take me on a date (laughs) trying to think if that's a Good response. Well, she's a pretty you know, fair one. She would tell you that she absolutely was shocked, and she had she just did not think sure. that I liked her. She didn't think that I was into her. And that always fascinates. And this is a side conversation. Always kind of fascinates me about women. Um, <laughs> it really does because right. I hear that a lot. I had no idea. Right. You you did like me really? Right. And it's like as a guy, you're like uh, you know take the basic sexual attraction out of it. Right. But I think at the end, of the beginning of the day, guys are just we're big softies that we we. Yeah. It's that's why it's tougher for us to be friends with females because we Very have this much. base level caveman desire, and we find someone who want to be around. It's like yeah, why wouldn't I? Instantly, yeah. When I yeah. decided when I realized you're attractive and that I enjoy your company. Yeah. Yes. Like there's yeah. something there, but uh, but so she was just completely floored then, huh? She she was shocked. She was in shock. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, um, and then she said yes. She's like, yeah. And then we we went out on a date and another date and another date. And we just kept dating for three years and we got married. 
<laughs> However, um, you, I was a little surprised when I was hearing your story the first time off air, and you're saying, hey, I've, after five years of friendship, we, we break the, the barrier and yeah. go into the romantic side of life, and then we got married three years later. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's because I watched When Harry Met Sally over 50 times. It's almost like, uh, you know, it almost took us uh, three months to get married. Well, 12 years and three months. So right. you still you still waited. Three years is a long time, I would say, by some people's standards. Sure. For me, it's short. Uh, but for other people, it might be a long time to decide <laughs> to get married. When did you actually uh, ask or get engaged? Okay, so yeah. So let's see here. Uh, we dated for three years. And so the three and a half year mark is actually probably where we got married, married, because we were engaged mm-hmm. for six months. Yeah. Um, but uh, at that point, I, I, did, I, had, I had some reservations about getting married, too, because I was 26. Yeah, okay, as you should, yeah. Yeah, I was 26, and she was 23 at the time, so we were young. <sighs> young pups, yeah. Yeah, we are young. And I just didn't know. Like, I, it's just, it's just I, not that I didn't know about her. I just didn't know about myself. If, like, am I ready to be a husband? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be good for this girl for the long haul? You know, right. all those questions, right? Which are important to ask. They're important <laughs> questions to ask. And then it's kind of like when I told you that story about uh, uh, moving out to L.A. You know, yeah. you kind of you take that quiet time and get, you know. Get, get on the knees, get bring on out the good book. Like good, bring out the good book. And then, like, and it's not, Again, I'm not looking for, you know, a vision, you know, or audible yeah. voice from God or angels or anything sure. like that. It's just like you want to just settle it in your own heart. Like, right. do I feel confident about what's going to happen here? And do I – am I afraid of it or do I feel confident and I'm encouraged to do this? I, and this – clearly it's not so much about her at this point, f- five years of friendship, three years of knowing. It's, it's about – and it's not just about you, but it's the concept of marriage, the seriousness, the, concept, yes. the weight of marriage, the, the responsibilities yep. of marriage. So I think you ask the important questions, not just like, hey, I like how I like spending Friday night with right. her. I like turning the lights down low. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you measured all the bigger things, which is good. How did you? How did, how were you able to answer those questions to yourself for her? Is there like a little checklist again of this stuff, or is it just something – because well, what I'm not hearing from you is, like, we just knew. From the moment we met, we just knew. You didn't because you knew for five years that you were right. only his friend. So. Right, right. Well, I, okay, yeah. So so during that during that time and then me not, you know, not knowing, one day, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, you know, you hit the knees. And then, you know, I'm around her and I'm looking at her and I'm like, I believe in her, you know? Okay. And I believe in and I believe in us. And I and if I'm going to build a family. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I look at it too, you know. Sure. It's like I'm building a life, you know, you're right. building a family and there's kids and there's just a whole thing, you know, to, to, to right. getting right. married, right? Then I was like, I want to do that with this person. This is the person I want to build a life with for sure. Right. And that's when I was like, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, so then I I uh, I uh, are deep. I called her dad. You did it right, huh? You did it properly. I would expect nothing less from you. Called her dad and got cold feet. (laughs) And I would expect nothing less from you. (laughs) Right. I called her dad, got cold feet, and I, I, I didn't ask him. I just like yeah. I just called to see how you're doing. He's like okay, like, which well, never like. Uh, Joanna, I'm doing good. Yeah, exactly. Like I never call her dad to ask him and see how he's doing. Never. So how's the weather? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I hang up the phone and then I call my buddy. It's like, dude, I called her dad and I got scared. He's like, you just gotta do it, man. I was like, you're right. I gotta call him back. So I called him back and I was like, hey, Les, Mr. Lyons, you know. And so I, I asked him. I was like, you know, I I think Deidre's amazing and I want to build a life with her could i have your blessing to marry your daughter and then 
He said yes. He's like, you know, I, did he mess with you a little bit? No, he said I would feel good about that. Is he an old school kind of guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, world skeet shooting champion back in two thousand something around. Get out of here! Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. That's so, a big thing. Yeah, he's a Texas born and raised yeah. you know, guy too. So he's a man's man as well. And uh, sure, he's sure. great. He's great. I was really, really lucky to have those in laws. So. So you had you asked her yet? Had you had you? I mean, I not maybe not officially asked. Had you? Had you guys had conversations over uh, milkshakes? Like, hey, what do you think about sticking together for the long term, kid? Yeah, we didn't have heavy conversations, but no, uh, coming from the background we came from, knowing right. knowing what her because I didn't date anybody for five years either. Like before, really, that yeah. whole time? I that mean, maybe time. you held a hand or two, but you uh, yeah. you you went barren there, huh? Went barren because at that time I knew. But most of the folks in our little group, we we had we had decided that when we got married, right? We were wanting to. We, well, basically, the dating was not something that we just wanted to do for fun. Okay, interesting. So this was like everyone. It's not something I think is fun, so I don't do right. it. But yeah, okay. this was like, different. Different take. Yeah, this, our our take on it, and I knew this was. It wasn't like something we we decided by committee. It was just like we all kind of knew that's where everybody was. <laughs> Let's have a vote. Dating yeah. fun? No, okay. Um, so I knew that her whole thing was like you know she wasn't going to date anyone she couldn't see herself marrying. Ah, uh, yes, I, I know some people like that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's bad. I get it. Right, that's and kind uh, of the point. And I and I was the same way. So I knew mm. three years of dating her. You know she's she's ready to get married. Okay. You know, you um, felt the tide turning. Well, I just knew that I didn't want to waste her time because that was important to her. Right. Right. You know, okay. we drug along. You know, she wasn't a, a type to want to date someone for five, ten years, and and then nothing happens, and then right. like you've given up those years. So I knew that, and um, and I didn't either. So you know, mm. you know, it, it it felt great. It was actually the perfect amount of time for us. Did you? Uh Ask her in some special way, or just you just get cold feet and cold feet, and then do cold it again. Feet and cold do feet it at the grocery feet. store. Uh, no, I um. So like your question was like you know had I asked her yet? I didn't ask her yet, but I knew I knew that's where her heart and her head oh, okay. was. Um, and then um, I I asked her. Uh, we went out. It was around Christmas time. We were going around. I had bought the ring, mm-hmm. uh, and we were. I said, let's go look at some homes, you know, like maybe just one day, you know, if we had a chance to you okay. know, get a home, like it's like some dream home. So we did. We drove around like this really, really nice neighborhood in Austin that had like all the like multi-million dollar homes right. and stuff and saw this amazing house. And I was like, uh, I had a friend who had been into all the vision board stuff, you know, where you put yeah, something up the secret you want and all that, and all that, kind, that of kind of stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. And, and uh, I was like, let's kind of just like see a house that we could just believe for one day kind of thing. Okay. So she... We went there, and she's like, oh, this is the house, you know, whatever. And while her back was turned, I pulled out the ring. Uh, and then she turned smoothie. around, and, yeah, and then I had it for her. And, and then to her. did you end up just buying the house right then, too? or No, that oh, house okay, is way <laughs> still out of my price range. Uh, something major would have to happen for me to be able to get that house. How, how did she cope with uh, coming out with you? I mean, you're, you're married at this point point right so that's got to factor into your decision too at, at 29 mm-hmm. you've been married uh, what about two three years at that point yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and you come home did she kind of feel i mean you gotta imagine it was coming up if you're working on friday night lights and right. working with peter berg and all that kind of stuff uh how do you take me through how you d- decide that as a married couple because that's very big and important to say hey life-changing event coming what do you think you know she i think she believed it she may have even believed in me more Back then, than I believed in myself. So oh, I think, that's a sign of a good woman, then. isn't it? Though I'm yeah. telling you. So, I think that she, ex- like in her heart, she expected good and great things out of right. me. Right. So when there's not, when she sees me having an opportunity for something, she's kind of like, you know, 
well, yeah, go get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but as so, a team, too, because that's affecting her. Yeah. Leaving her family. She did. She had to move. But, you know, you try to build an environment, right, mm-hmm. in a relationship where everyone feels really secure, right? You want your, your right. girlfriend or your wife or whoever to feel really secure, and you want to build trust, right? So that sure. you, you want to be faithful over whatever, you know, the things that you tell her and things in your relationship. And if you can do that over the course of a long period of time, like we, we had done that as friends, we did right. it as an engaged couple, and then we had been married, then as a family unit, you start to have a lot of, you feel really secure and really safe and really you can trust, you know, that mm-hmm. things are going to be okay. So I think that all helped so that she didn't feel too scared about making this, like, my life going to be shaken up and changed, mm-hmm. you know, because we, uh, we had each other. I know it sounds so, like, storybook. I know. Sure it does, but it also is comforting uh, to hear sometimes that it works right. Yeah. I think some people need to hear that, myself may be included, but there's definitely listeners out there of mine who, who might need to know that the, that it does work in, a, in an era and an age where marriage can be disposable and marriage is hard. Yeah. I don't know if I uh, want to or believe in it or anything, but I hear your story and I'm like, well, well, well that makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of – I mean, there's a lot of – takes on marriage right there's a lot of people have opinions about how to get married or what you should do or dating whatever whatever uh but i tell you one thing that was really helpful for me was that you know uh, also that's customary is like people do premarital counseling sure so you can go in you meet with whoever's gonna be whatever and you get some premarital counseling so we had premarital counseling before we got married forever many weeks or months leading Mm -hmm. up to it i forgot how long it was and they make you like look at these hard things, you know. And then also you get like a little like uh, a little like instruction on like what makes for give, stable home. Give, without giving, you don't need to give your answer or your wife answers. But what's one of the things they ask you? Maybe I can start figuring it out now. Oh yeah, they they ask you things like, uh, "What's your take on raising kids? What's your take on like you know who responsibility in the household? Things like that." So you can like mm. hash those things out now. Like so, for example, if I grew up in Texas, like let's say sure. I'm a guy, I grew up in Texas. My mom stayed at home, cooked clean, did all that did stuff, all that, did the yeah. laundry. My dad went to work, brought home a check, right? right, right. And that's my expectation for marriage, right? And then my my uh, girlfriend is from New York, yeah, you know, and she never lived in a house, but you know, she had a very different you know situation with her mom and dad. Maybe they lived together forever and never were married. You know, right, and they had right. very different roles. Whatever. Mom was a manager of a store. Or right. Yeah, Work, yeah, everyone worked yeah. and nanny was there and whatever kind of a thing. And so you get married and you're like, well, I expect – well, my expectancy is that you yeah. take care of the house or right. whatever. You, even if you don't say that out loud, there's something built into like your yeah. mind about like gender roles and all that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And if those are not compatible, not that one take on it is better than the other, but – yeah. Being on the same page goes a long way, That's whatever what that page is, is yeah, yeah. right? So that those are the kind of things that you look at when you're going through pre- – or we did when premarital counseling. Like what page are you on as far as kids? What page mm-hmm. are you on as far mm-hmm. as finances? Are you are you okay if she stays at home? Some people aren't okay with someone not working. Did the know? counselor at any point ask, like, where are you with Star Wars? No, but I wish she would have because I could have talked about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how many? How much common interests uh, do you, you and your wife have? How much is too much? How much is too little? We've started. We've over the course of our marriage, we've built more common interests. We didn't have as much going into it. Okay. 
Um, like I said, I was a partier. She wasn't. She she mm-hmm. grew up and went to college in the same hometown. Lived with her mom the whole way through. I was away. And you I was can't in, read. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I can't read. No, I was in a dorm, and I was. You know, I was in a frat, and I partied and all that stuff. So we were very different in that way. I was way right. more social in that way. Uh, but I uh, love when you use the phrase. I'm. Um, I was very social. I was very and, social. And really, in your head, is a vision of you half naked doing, doing beer, keg stands beer, and keg stands and yeah yeah. There are some keg stands. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> there's some keg stands. I've got, I was very so. I'm seasoned, okay? I'm, I'm seasoned. I know my way around a good party. Um, but she, uh, um, now we have a lot of common interests that mm. revolve around entertainment, like the entertainment industry. So mm-hmm. we love watching Game of Thrones together. Okay. We love watching Homeland together. We can talk about those shows all the time. Now, she also watches some things that are considered uh, junk television or like what? guilty pleasures. I like love she, that stuff. She loves some Kardashians. Oh, she loves no. Housewives. Oh, Not no. in the way that she thinks that they're celebrities and sure, like, but, but in the way train like wrecky, it, train wrecky, the entertainment of watching it is something, that, and I will fall into the pit of like watching some of it and then sure, commenting sure. Uh, on it like I care. That's what it's it's made to be that way. Yeah. it's made to be sweet and sugary uh, trite that uh, just you traps fall you. into it and then you're yeah. like, why is I, why is Kim wearing that? I'm like, yeah. oh god, I'm I watched myself. I watched the first season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I yeah. totally did. Yeah, everyone I didn't did miss it. an episode. Yeah. yeah, so she but but we enjoy that we're still proud of is Homeland Game of Thrones right. we watched we binge watched Breaking Bad and Lost I think Lost was actually the first show that we kind of started watching together that, that, that we got into that got you closer yeah as a couple like we watched TV and discuss it together yeah that was the first show uh, that's good so it is key but it's uh, it's not like uh, I don't know uh, I, I think I put a Worry too much about that sometimes. Yeah, like, I better find a woman that likes Game of Thrones. I better, and then then it's like, and then I wonder. Well, maybe I don't want to find a woman that uh, loves all the things I want. Maybe I, I want know. a different person. I don't know. And it's and it's like I'm I'm from the Nick Hornby high fidelity uh, school of thought where the things that you like make a, make you up make right. are your part of your makeup. So they are. It is important. It's important. But yeah. oh, you now, know. I get I I will get upset if she doesn't. Take some, make something as a big deal, or doesn't appreciate how big a deal something is, like the Star Wars trailer. We did, had a little bit of little tiff, little, little like tiff. just rubbing each other the wrong way with Star Wars trailer last night. <laughs> it's a true story. How many times did you watch it, and how many times did she scream at you? Don't well, watch it again. I wanted her to stop what she was doing and to sit down and appreciate the trailer in all of its glory. <laughs> and when she was kind of like, okay, like not into it. I was a little bothered. A little bothered? I was a little bothered. How do you address that? Did you just make watch it again? Put down put down what you're doing, honey. Watch it again. I was just like, wait, no, I'm waiting for you to stop so you can watch it. And she's like, you know, she's giving me an eye roll, like sit down. But I'm like, no, you need this is this is huge. This is a huge part of popular culture of our history as a as a species (laughs) is watching this trailer. You don't understand. When the Force Awakens trailer hit. God, you know. And so she she, you know, she appeased me and she would watched it, but she definitely didn't appreciate it as now, much as I did. Switching gears slightly, but picking up from where, you, where you're going down the path there, one of the things you said to me early on uh, in our friendship here was that uh, you're a big Star Wars fan. I am. But you kind of have trouble admitting it, you say, in public. You've had some moments of not wanting to admit it. Am I hearing this right? This am I interpreting true. this wrong? I mean, I'll admit to this. This is this is the, this is the problem, okay? Mm-hmm. I read actually an article that uh, was written about uh, uh, Black Nerd. Andre. Andre Meadows, yeah. 
And Andre talks about growing up in like a, in the community he was he grew up in and having mm-hmm. to try to balance like the things that he loved, mm-hmm. which was a, and and the things that are like acceptable in sure. his community and being like part of the community and being cool and all that stuff and that's right. like a battle, right? Uh, and and I'll admit that that's that I've had that same you know issue before, like where I love Power Rangers and uh-huh. I love Star Wars and I love that stuff. I find it you know. But a good Texas kid maybe not supposed to or football, maybe football, football, beer, trucks. Yeah. yeah, you know, but um, but anyway, yeah. So I don't think I, I openly and mm-hmm. outwardly display how much I really do love this stuff. Even now, even hanging out with me, an adult male who's nearly forty for the second day in a row has worn a Star Wars T-shirt to work. You're afraid to express it? I don't think I think you you were you were. Oh no, you you've made this a safe place. Uh, thank this you. Is that, a, that, this is the you, trust tree. You've. <laughs> You've touched me in my soul there, uh, appropriately. Uh, um, yes, this is a Star Wars safe environment. Yeah, and then I've also, over the last few years, have, have been... Now, of course, we've been helped out by the studios and networks sure, have made sure. it more acceptable for everyone to kind of be a fan of comic books. Geek is big. Geek is Geek business. is big. So I'm not going to be like, oh, I came out of the closet as a, as a geek, yeah. you know, early in the days when you were still shunned. Sure, sure. But, but I will say I have grown to appreciate the fact that, you know what, geeks and fans of this stuff, there's nothing wrong with loving something. Right. There's nothing wrong with being excited about something. If loving Star Wars is wrong, then I don't, don't want to be, be right. right. Yeah. You know, it's like people yeah. act like they're too cool to like anything anymore. And I do know a few. And I do know a few, a few and it's troubling. And I, look, I grew up at a time where I was shunned and I was bullied for liking Star Wars. And, and it was nerd. And that, would, that, yeah. that carried a, a weight to it, a sting to it that the it name did. doesn't carry now where you and i are working at a company based uh, almost entirely on built nerd on nerdum built <laughs> on nerdum um and it's great and i think the people in our age group are now the one in 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 the ones in charge of things so we grew up loving this stuff and by golly we're going to make it acceptable by rebooting and remaking and collecting the toys and making the toys and and that part of the reason star wars episode seven is so big is because uh, it's people in our generation who are right. lining up for the toys absolutely uh not the young generation though they're there too um but yeah so 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 what are you gonna do you're gonna wear i want you to wear a star wars shirt to work one day i have one i have 35 i have one yeah like i said i haven't always been loud and proud it's kind of like i in my dark corner of my house i'm watching you know here's what we're gonna do juan and, and the listeners of the knapsack files will will probably want to follow we'll have to do some sort of follow-up journey i you, you, you've seen jerry Maguire. Oh, one of my favorite movies. All right, so Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. And Tom Cruise. Absolutely. All right. So not just because of our skin tones, you're Cuba. Okay. The 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 guy who's uh, knows how to have a family and love life and, and embrace embraces that. That's side why I love that movie. It's a great movie. And I'm Tom Cruise. I'm so <laughs> bad with women. I don't, I don't necessarily try, I don't treat them bad, but I don't know how to treat them well. And I'm afraid of relationships, but I'm, I'm good at my job. Now you're probably better at your job than i am even myself but but for this story here so if what we're going to say you're cuba gooding jr you love family you're good at it you're also good at being what you say quote unquote social you are surrounded i've i've seen i've met one today (laughs) surrounded by beautiful gorgeous vivacious women and then there's me who's really really good at being a star wars fan oh yeah so here's our jerry Maguire. here's how we're going to show each other the money yeah is I'm going to teach you how to occasionally, not every day, because you dress nice at work, occasionally, I want you to wear a Star Wars shirt. 
We'll get oh. you one. If I have to buy you a new Star Wars shirt. Well, I will wear the Star Wars we're shirt. Gonna, and, then, and then you're going to teach me to maybe be quote-unquote social and maybe have a, a better, more healthier social interaction uh, with women. You pretend to not be that great with women and not that social. But, Ken, <laughs> I've seen your Instagram feed, <laughs> your Twitter. And your, you're pretty remember, good at remember, it, Ken. Remember what I was asking you earlier about how do you change certain things to other things? Yes. Um, yeah, but, 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 but follow me on this. Okay. Maybe we can help each other. Look, mm. I mean, uh, you know, this was a, a business meeting I took today, but uh, yeah. this is one of like 42 women oh, you this know. this is just the beginning, kid. You know, this one appeared in a in a certain magazine that will no longer show <laughs> certain kind of pictures. Um, Which is actually, I think, it's kind of cool. It is kind of, they got to change for the modern times. Yeah. Um, but so you, you, you show me the money. We're going to show each other oh, yeah. the money. This is going to be a good ride. This is going to be our Jerry Maguire. This is going to be a good ride. Watch. You're going to see. Juwan Guillory, Ken Napsack, and Jerry Maguire 2. Show me the Star Wars. I got, I got, some, I got a, a ragtag group of people to introduce you to. Uh, who are gonna, I'm looking forward to it. You're going to open up that world. And I'm <laughs> looking forward to talking Star Wars with you. As you know, yeah. I have the new podcast feed, the Force Center, Force Center Pod on Twitter. And we're going to have you at one point sit down and we're going to just talk nothing but Star Wars I'm, for an hour. I'm loving it. In fact, I, I kind of intended to do that with you today but then and, 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 and talking to you more. You're such a, a fascinating uh, good person and character. And Thank that, you. And, and that term good person or good guy or nice guy can sometimes carry a uh, not negative connotation but a just a, a overlooked connotation and, and I wanted to get to know you more and, and have my listeners get to know you more. Oh, you, thanks. You have a great story and you, you, you've taken some big leaps of, of faith and overcome fear, which is a big thing of mine to try to do. Um, but now, uh, the next time around, we're just going to talk about lightsabers. Ah, I love it. Well, can we get one question? Because I want to ask you a question. Go for it. Your, your most favorite sequence in a Star Wars movie. Well, okay. Okay. My most favorite sequence in a Star Wars movie. Look, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite uh, of the movies. I think it's the best, and it is my favorite because Hoth... Is is my um, I always say Hoth is my favorite battle or my favorite sequence. However, I think you're asking you're asking a little bit more specific. Mm -hmm. Hoth is a long it's an opening act of a movie basically. Um, I'm gonna say my favorite sequence happens in Return of the Jedi, a movie a friend of mine uh, Josh Tappy of uh, Schmo's Known Screen Junkies thinks is the worst movie of all time. I'm kidding. Josh is in the room and he's flipping me off and he's shaking his head. Um, Hashtag ghost sit. Um, but I love the uh, the sequence, uh, the final lightsaber battle between Luke and Vader underneath, and when Vader is taunting him, and 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 uh, uh, finally Luke jumps out, and the green lightsaber, the red lightsaber, the shadows, mm. the, the 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 choruses, the music, the music. Oh, you good. got the voices coming in. That whole section. Ooh, it's good. If I can only. For whatever reason, only watch one part of Star Wars over and over and over, and that was it. That's all I got. That's the sequence I'd want. It's the most epic moment in the in the 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 early trilogy, the first in, trilogy. in the saga so far. We don't know what's coming. We got some epic stuff coming. It looks like, but yeah, yeah that for that me was so epic. It's very Star Wars because the the the, cor the, the, the choir, music. Yeah, the, the choir is yeah. singing, uh, which is the first time that uh, choir or chorus, chorus was used yeah. in Star Wars, and um, not counting uh, uh, Lapty Neck from Size Needles and the Max Rebo Band, of course. But uh, um, 
That is quintessential Star Wars because there's a big space battle going on. There's some scoundrels so down on the planet trying to save the friends God, in space. So good. But then you break it down to a small human moment of of father, son, daughter, sister, one on one, and not wanting to destroy his father. That was why Luke was hiding under there. Right. He didn't want didn't to do want it. to destroy his father anymore. But then it it, it comes down to and a sister. He's like. That is quintessential Star Wars to me. Yeah. He loved Leia. He really... Luke loves his sister. Well, unfortunately in Empire, he loved her maybe too much. (laughs) Right. But yeah, absolutely. And I think the relationship of of Leia and Luke... Look, I think it's going to be key in episode seven. Mm, oh my God! I'm, I know there's tears coming. I know I'm going to. I know I'm going <laughs> to. Uh. There are going to be some nerd chills and some nerd tears there in episode seven. There are going to be seven. nerd tears. I know it. I can already tell. Is your wife going with you at episode seven? Yeah, I know I'm having nerd tears. If for whatever reason, because you have tickets on opening night, right? No, I, I I haven't bought my. Oh, tickets. you haven't bought your tickets no. yet. I was gonna say if you have, I don't have opening night tickets yet. But if you did, and if you do get some, and then your wife for whatever reason drops out because she doesn't care about Star Wars as yeah. much as you, I would gladly be your date. Oh, uh, that would be amazing. Hey, look, I want to go with people who. Re- I mean, I want to definitely want to go her because I think it's gonna change her life. I really do think if she sees yeah, this movie. That's big expectation. I think that she is going to become because she doesn't qualify as a Star Wars fan right now. But gotcha. I think when she sees this movie, I do feel like she's going to be. Become a fan, and then you'll enter like the next phase of your marriage. It's gonna be amazing. like you have one kid. We didn't really get into the talk of being a parent because uh, it's a foreign concept to me. But your next kid might be uh, named Luke or Leia. Yeah, I did name my kid after a fictional character. Though. No, what's your kid's name? Do you want to say uh, his first name is Caleb, which is not a fictional character. Okay. That's just you know Caleb. But I snuck it in there. Yeah, I love this animated show called Archer. I think it's really funny. Love First Archer. season, I just thought it was so funny, so creative, so <laughs> so different and out yes. of the box at the time. Uh, that I named my son Archer. Caleb Archer Guillory? Yep. Wow. That's impressive. I snuck it in and and I didn't, you know, I didn't reveal why it was there <laughs> until after the fact. Someone tell H. John uh, Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, wow. I look, I, Archer's amazing. It's one of my favorite shows. It's one of the it, totally my humor. I love what the execution of that concept is amazing. But I, that is the last thing I would have expected yep. you to say. I named my kid after a fictional character, right? Caleb Gandalf Guillory. <laughs> right. No, no, it is Caleb Archer. But Archer. that's a good name, it's Caleb a good Archer. Name. He could just if he wants to be an actor later on. If and if you want, you, you you're like okay with him kind of dropping yeah, Guillory. The yeah. Guillory's a good name. Caleb Archer. That's Caleb a good, Archer. that's a that's a superstar. I set that kid up. That's a superstar kid. I set that. You're kid going up. places. You got go picture. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Oh, so that's good. So so maybe though. Episode 7 comes out. Your wife sees it, becomes a big Star Wars yeah. fan. Your next kid, it, maybe you have twins. Maybe you have Luke, Amidala, Guillory, uh, um, and, and Leia, Anakin. We'll switch some gender yeah, roles all some around, around. There, And it'll be great. And maybe you'll enter the next chapter of your marriage, man. Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to it. I do think she's going to become a fan. I've, I've had to convince her to see movies before, and she, it, they yeah, have all good. really... The, the huge for her. Yeah, Slumdog Millionaire made her see it. She gotcha. hates. She didn't want to see it. Loves it. Gotcha. Loves the movie now. So she has to learn to trust you. 
She ha- yeah. When she it comes trusts to movies, you she does now. In every other aspect of your life, she didn't win movies. Okay, but she has now. But I, not with lightsabers. Slumdog was the one who broke it. That broke through. Slumdog, Force Awakens. It's all in the same yep. genre. <laughs> It'll be good. Joan, it is uh, spectacular to get a chance to know you both off and now on uh, the microphone here. Uh, the Knapsack Files listeners, I think, are going to take a, a lot. There's a lot to learn from you about about uh, uh, faith, integrity, taking leaps, and partying. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. That's a good life. You have a well-rounded, good life. You are always in a good mood, and you're a hard-working man. First in, last out, and that's impressive, and and I admire you already in a short amount of time. Plus, your ability to eat is uh, impressive, and you are a good-looking man. Impressive and embarrassing. You're a good-looking man in good shape, but, man, the way you ate, you you went to Wood Ranch and downed a meal and then went back and downed pizza. Uh, I I, know. It's shameful. I tip my cap to you, sir. (laughs) <laughs> for what you've done, uh, where uh, where can uh, my listeners find you on social media? Sure, my Twitter is j underscore gill. That's j underscore g u i l l. Right. Follow him. Tell him uh, how much uh, you want him to uh, uh, do Jerry Maguire 2 with me. And, I love uh, Jerry Maguire. And uh, all that good stuff. Uh, so that is that. Uh, you can, of course, follow uh, the Knapsack Files. You can follow me on Twitter at Ken Knapsack and uh, all social media platforms that I'm on, of course. I include Instagram and the Facebook fan page. The Knapsack Files is on Facebook as well. You can hashtag the Knapsack Files on Twitter to uh, join the conversation about this episode. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And if you haven't all Already, uh, the show I do every Saturday called Spotlight Star Wars has moved from the Knapsack Files podcast feed and is now over on the Force Center podcast feed. And you can find that on Twitter at Force Center Pod and uh, on iTunes and soon on Stitcher. So for Juwan, for all the girls in Texas, and for all the Star Wars fans everywhere, this has been the Knapsack Files. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>